0: All human thought, all science, all and religion is the holding of a camera. It's a focus
1: on its Are we human because we gaze at the stars, or do we gaze at we the lost point of When the stars were right they could plunge the, the world to the world
0: in the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really
2: Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing Session Twenty Seven of *The Children of Fear*, written by Lyn and friends, and published by Chaosium. Who are you playing, and how are you today? How?
0: I'm still playing Doctor Eudora Lockhart, and I can't wait to meet Braden's new character, Boffian.
2: <laughs> Noxicals.
3: I am playing Timur Stepanovich Rapin, and uh, I am also hoping that Braden's new character is called Boffian.
1: <laughs> and Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Casino Moes, and I don't like bears, and I don't like snakes, and I don't like old ladies who try to poison me with soup.
3: I'm glad you qualified that, so you weren't just saying you hate all old ladies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel that would have been too much of a generalisation, really. And I'm
2: Fedra, you keeper for the day, and yeah, um, I'm all out of puns because we're missing Sophian. Oh, good. Got me pun punless.
1: I'm still traumatised.
2: I'm. Sufficiently, out of puns, got to get the wine. Bizarre. Oh
0: <laughs> this my is god. My <laughs> we, we broke her, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> it took 26 episodes, but we did it. We broke the keeper.
2: And Noxicals, tell us what happened last time.
3: With Sophian in mortal danger, Hasina, Tenzin and Shen Chu rush forward to help tackle the angry bear. A mixture of sticks, fire, and bad language failed to dissuade the savage beast, however, and with a sweep of its mighty claws, the beast ends their compatriot's life. The beast roars and flees the scene, leaving Hasina and Shen alone with the remains of their mustachioed saviour. All is silent for a time. Meanwhile, Timur and Eudora's hunting expedition is cut short, when they start experiencing headaches and strange swellings. The sudden rise in altitude after leaping through Tenzin's magical gate has caused a bout of altitude sickness for the hapless hunters. Little do they realise that their return to camp will be a sombre occasion, and not just because of their failure to find fur and meat. When the worst of the shock has subsided, the party bury Sophian as best they can, stacking rocks in a cairn to protect his body from wildlife. A staunch-hearted soul, a brave adventurer, a loyal friend he will be missed. Before setting out in search of the Valley of the White Ape, Tenzin explains more of the ritual to be completed. He also gathers various herbs and flowers from the unusual jungle as they travel. Hasina notices that, among them, are Indian thorn-apple flowers, said to have dangerous hallucinogenic properties. With all that has happened in recent days, suspicion rears its ugly head. After much trekking through the jungle, White shapes are spotted in the distance. Our party stumbles upon a small village, and they enter in search of a monpa or local guide, and supplies to help them in their journey. A snake carcass hanging from a tree, seemingly milked for its venom, causes pause, but our hero's need is great, and they press on. A possible guide offers aid in return for the crew hunting game to help feed his family in his absence. The kind local even points our party to a village elder, who offers food and shelter to travellers in return for help with household chores. After much sweeping, cleaning and roof reshingling, the party is rewarded with a bowl of hearty soup. Hasina and Timur wolf it down, but Yodora notices something strange, a trace of something milky, like snake venom. She runs after the would-be poisoner, but finds only the empty village streets.
2: Back we are to a small, village somewhere in Pamako where your, your lives have been threatened. You're searching around to find this elusive old lady, and yet nothing can be found. In fact, in her search, Eudora slips and falls in the snow.
0: Wait, what? Don't I get to roll or something?
2: Well, I just uh, re-listened to the previous episode, and you said you fumbled, but I didn't register that at the time. Oh, snap. <laughs> so
0: Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> Do I lose HP or just my dignity?
2: Just your dignity. And okay. also you have a wet bum. And that's the start of this episode. No.
3: So who is actually out and about in the street? Are there any people at all? Or is it, uh, I mean, are there a few people wandering around or is it weirdly quiet?
2: I'm going to say it's fairly quiet.
0: I think Eudora would probably have, have dashed briefly up and down the street in kind of a flailing, helpless fashion and started thinking about hammering on doors and demanding the release of whatever old ladies they might be hiding, but then dashed back to the presumably dying, uh, as far as she knows, uh, fellow party members. So mm. yeah, I, I haven't made much headway with the search. If we, if we want to muster together and uh, burn this village to the ground, I'm game.
2: It is snowing.
0: Well, that's just a matter of enough kindling <laughs> and determination. <laughs> I don't know, team, what do we think? How are, how are you poisonese doing?
1: I think old ladies are pretty flammable. I think this is a good plan.
3: We're going to use the old lady as kindling. I think, yes, I yes think we are. I think Timur and Hasina had said that they were probably going to try and dilute the poison by yeah. basically eating a load of snow that ideally doesn't have any dead snakes anywhere near it. <laughs>
1: that would be good, that would be good.
3: Avoid anything yellow.
1: Oh, classic <laughs> <of> snorrel.
3: <laughs> mm, this yellow snow is very
0: unpleasant. <laughs> okay well uh, if Eudora gets back and you guys are just choking down handfuls of snow
3: uh, <laughs> don't she's to make gonna... it sound like that
1: <laughs> we've got brain freeze we're like
0: that's oh! a lot I- I'm gonna give um, Shen Chu a quick like flustered you know pat down and check over um, she seems to be okay She's managed not to be killed by, by this item of food, which is actually a first in terms of her consumption in Tibet.
2: <laughs> it's true.
0: It's because Eudora's learned not to trust soup, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, Eudora's fine. She actually yeah. nearly got killed by a dumpling one time.
1: <laughs> is this going to be a new mania for her? No liquid-based <laughs> foods. I think general Definitely. foods
0: Yeah, the trust <laughs> level is declining. Like we survived that printing house that happened to be full of poison just fine, and then we enter this sweet old lady's house, and ah there it was, gotcha. So, I don't know. For safety's sake, we probably need to get out of here. I do want to kill an old lady on our way, but I don't know how realistic that is. You you guys want to get in a fight with a village?
3: We haven't got a great record for that. And also, if I didn't get to shoot that dude in the dick, I don't think we get to burn an old lady. <laughs>
1: I'm still salty about that, by the way. Yeah. So, Sasina. What what should we do? Do you think there are more of them? Does the whole town want us dead, or or was she just a a single rogue agent? I think we should leave as soon as we can. We were directed
3: to her by the person who said they would act as our guide. I do not think we can thrust them either. Well, I'm jolly well raiding her pantry before we go. Is that is that wise?
0: <laughs> Too late. in the
2: kitchen. <laughs> the is full of snakes. They're uh, all alive.
0: <laughs> she, there's literally snake venom in all her food. She's developed
3: such a tolerance. Corn snakes, bran <laughs> snakes.
2: No, there's, there's, there's other stuff. There's um, kind of wheat-based things and some fruits and vegetables and some yak butter.
0: Well, last I recall, we were cured living meat. off of you know whatever stuff we could shoot. So I figure some some ready calories might do us good, on the assumption she hasn't poisoned them. Let's call these emergency rations. I'm just gonna grab go a sack and just you know an armful of whatever's good, some butter, some you know just good trail rations
1: maybe if we take things that couldn't be poisoned like um vegetables and fruit that's got a skin on it that we can oh. remove that kind of thing good idea or potatoes are or not that i imagine potatoes grow in tibet i don't know
2: i don't think so
1: but probably not the butter i would think butter could be easily of been contaminated that's true. That's
2: very wise
0: as you know here hold this sack just, you know, reach in, grab the butter and then just start dumping whatever Tibetan
3: potatoes are in there by the fistful. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. One moment before we leave and uh, Timur is going to go and get the dustpan from the sweeping he did and pour the dust back <laughs> all over the floor and then he's going to go upstairs and he's going to unshingle the bits of the roof he re-shingled. <laughs> I did not do janitor work for free. It is against the code of the janitors. <laughs> The first rule of janitor club is you do not speak of janitor club.
1: <laughs> the janitor union would never forgive you.
0: Alright, so we wreck her house, yep. we steal her food.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: And we skedaddle, right?
1: I think so. And you're off.
2: Which, which way, in? I, I don't know, but um, I suppose we should start looking for those white apes again.
0: There's good eating on one of those I' <laughs> <laughs> sling my shotgun no sorry
3: <laughs> Sophie instead and I'm sad coping with humor <laughs> oh. we know the rough direction they were in right we can we can at least point ourselves in vaguely the same direction as the distant apes we saw before we stumbled upon the village at
2: yeah vaguely so you start traveling again you have thankfully rations for a few days now and you managed to hunt some wild sheep and other not-too-dangerous creatures. You manage to fend off some predators. You're more prepared now. You tend to always have guns. And in the night, you experience some more visions. In the beginning, you see shadowy images of strange rituals in your dreams. You can't quite figure out what's going on. But after the rituals, the storm clouds always clear.
1: Speaking of the ritual, um, Hasina is going to try and take the others aside at some point when Tenzin is meditating or or doing something that's not in earshot. And she's going to say about how when she was collecting the herbs and plants that they needed, that there was the thorn apple was among them and that it is poisonous and she's going to say, how much do we actually know about this ritual that Tenzin wants us to participate in? It pains me to say it, but I'm not sure I trust him any longer. This plant, I know it. It gives hallucinations, but it can be poisonous as well. What? Yes, it's it's called a thorn apple. I don't know what he wants us to do with it, but what if we're some kind of sacrifice to close the gates of agartha maybe that's why he's brought us all this way i don't know
3: Good lord
1: after what happened with the dakini anything anything could happen he's i i'm not sure his judgment is it might be compromised somehow do we know we can trust him
3: his judgment is one thing but i i think that i broadly trust his intent Yes, but
0: I think Hasina's got a point. He's a big picture man, if ever I saw one. I don't know how how important we rank against saving the world.
1: The man is centuries old. I mean, what would the lives of three or four people mean to him?
0: He's already played a little fast and loose with them,
3: let's be honest. Exactly. Well, and he has stood by somewhat passive during some of the things we have seen. Well, I'm not letting him anywhere near our food...
0: I don't... We're in too deep. We can't... I, I wouldn't know what else to do, and he's the, he's the only one who knows what to do, and by all accounts, we've got to do this, but I, I, I don't know how much I can trust. I trust you fellows, obviously, but yes. otherwise, I don't know. I'm on edge all the time.
1: He did fight the bear which killed Sofian, but aside from that...
3: And he did help us escape from the Dakini. Yes. He seemed as surprised as everybody else when they turned on us. I do not think that Tenzin is about to poison our food or... But your point, that maybe, maybe we are relatively small in the grand scheme of things to him, it is a fair point.
0: No, you're right. I'm being silly. He's not going to poison us. He needs us to carry out the ritual apart from anything else. After that, who knows? Seems like the kind of chap he puts his faith in an afterlife, so I'm sure it's not all that important to him.
3: Then the best we can do, I would suggest, is watch each other's backs. Yes. Agreed. I would ask that all of you help me to keep an eye on Shen Chu's as well.
1: Of course.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: As you move further in to the jungle, for the first couple of nights, you hear the sound of familiar song in your sleep beautiful melodious singing accompanied by musical instruments and tiny sing fragrances such as food and perfume it seems familiar
0: eudora is going to be clutching purdy in her sleeping role and weeping
1: as is hasina but she's not clutching purdy
0: <laughs> we're just either side of the shotgun <laughs> <laughs> it's just between us
1: if you pay particular attention,
2: it seems to be beckoning you towards a particular direction.
3: Does it seem to be the same direction that we're roughly heading in anyway? Yeah. Oh. Well, if I
0: recall that painting, Tenzin was uh, embracing, shall we say, one of those frightful red-skinned creatures in the Valley of the White Apes, so I suppose we're due for another encounter with them.
2: Are you saying that in front of Tenzin, or just everyone else?
0: Oh, I just sort of forgot that was
1: around. Is <laughs> there? I thought the red lady in the tapestry was the goddess. Mm-hmm. Like she was the living goddess. The Was she the incarnation? Yeah.
2: Of the protector of the Valley of the White Apes. She's also darkening,
1: but she's also the protector okay,
2: of
0: this
3: place. Okay. You can't trust anything in this accursed place.
2: Do you keep going?
3: I mean, I'm assuming we haven't seen any more white apes.
2: Uh, not yet and one of the days as you're traveling another storm strikes. Can everyone roll me either a spot hidden or a listen please?
3: I can certainly have a go.
2: Or you can do a combined and either
1: success is good.
3: (laughs) They're literally exactly the same for me. (laughs)
1: I've got a hard success on spot hidden.
3: Timur is too distracted but what about Shen? No more success for Spock. Oh, Shen is very distracted. That's a 95.
2: As you're moving through the jungle in the storm, the ritual bowls buzzing just as before in Timor's bag, you detect a presence near you. And looking around, you notice an eerie phosphorescent glow between branches of a tree.
1: Everyone, look over there. Can anyone else see it? It's like a a glow in the tree.
0: Oh, heavens. Eudora remembers that uh, ghost that attempted to oh, attack yeah. her back when we first entered <laughs> the bed and uh, steps
3: behind him more.
1: Quick, hide the white people.
3: <laughs> hide the English. How far from our beaten track is it?
2: Probably like five metres away.
3: Do we look closer or do we deliberately avoid?
1: What What is it doing? Is it just sort of just, just hanging out there in the tree? You can see the glow there. It's
2: not okay. moving. Um, but you can't see the anything else between the branches.
3: Mm. Tenzin?
2: I am unfamiliar with this.
0: Well, I don't propose to get any closer just yet, but um what say we sort of skirt around it and try and get a better view? We could throw something at it. I, Tim, we'll save that for plan B. Is that <laughs> all right with you?
1: Just keep our eyes on it and move around it very slowly.
0: You do get your mouths around.
1: The storm
2: is still going. And as you start moving around, the creatures appear from between the branches and you notice three human-sized white monkeys.
0: The apes. This is a, this is a good sign, is it, Tenzin?
2: Perhaps. Perhaps they're trying to show us the way.
0: Do they appear um, aggressive? They take or just...
2: a cautious step towards you. It's difficult to see very clearly in the storm, but they seem not aggressive.
0: Okay, oh, Timur, you wanted to, to throw something, didn't you? Uh, I'd like to proffer that sack of fruit and veg. Uh, just pull out of it, you know, a Tibetan apple. <laughs> a peach, why not? <laughs> Whatever grows up here,
3: and hand it to Timur. Am I throwing this at, at the apes?
1: I wouldn't throw it at
2: them <laughs> just <in> the trend <laughs> it's really, I just
3: love it really hard with the lead ape's head
0: <laughs> Underarm man, come on I'm trying to show them we're friends
2: It's like a fast bowler <laughs> It's not cricket They take another step towards you
3: I'll hold the peach out and I'll sort of reach forward as far as I can and place it on the sort of jungle floor between us and the apes
2: They take some more steps And you can finally see them a bit more clearly. Can I get a natural world or biology or a hard spot hidden, please?
1: Uh, I've got natural world.
3: Okay, I think hard spot hidden is the best for me there. And Mm.
1: I failed. And, oh, I've
3: missed hard spot hidden by 1%. I should spend a luck, shouldn't I? Oh, I missed it by four. Yeah. Sorry, of the but two of us. If I spend us. the luck, that takes me down to twenty-nine. Does that make me the party luck? Yes. Wait, what's Hasina's luck?
1: Oh no, uh, I'm t- twenty-five now because oh, I spent all of that to survive the oh, snake <laughs> venom. Oh dear. Spending
3: one point of luck then to get a hard success on spot hidden.
1: Okay, you
2: Timor realize that these creatures are not quite white monkeys. And Tenzin (laughs) says, oh, no, get back.
0: Dakinis and fursuits. (laughs) I knew it.
2: (laughs) Furry (laughs) dakinis. It looks almost like human height, average human height, but they have more legs than they should compared to the usual white monkeys. Four, six. They're trying to keep them close to their body. And there's something in their back, possibly kind of wings or fins. They're, they're clearly trying to fold them flat against their bodies. Ah. Uh. And there's some kind of sticks on their head, like antennae, maybe. And as soon as you get real close to them... And whoa, before whoa, you realize- who's
0: getting close? <laughs>
2: They've been getting close this whole time.
3: Oh no! Yeah, but as soon as Timor was like, "Hang on a minute, these are like giant hairy ants," <laughs> so suddenly I'm less cool with the whole, "Hey, you know, beautiful, take the peach and let's be friends." Thing.
2: One <laughs> of them suddenly spills the fur onto the floor, and almost as if wearing a fur suit, <laughs> and launches forwards. Flying, you can give me an hard opposed dexterity roll.
3: Oh boy!
2: It's diving straight for the bag that has the buzzing bowls. Mm.
3: Is it? Is it Tim they're diving at the oh now naked boy. giant? It doesn't Marianne. seem to
2: be trying to hurt you. Just trying to snatch it away from you.
3: Oh That's on my back, right? Okay. Uh, that's a zero six. Hell's yeah!
2: You managed to move away, but then another one follows right after it. What's your dexterity again?
3: Ninety. Man is a machine. He
2: is a machine. A
0: fly
3: swatting well, machine.
2: You know, you get to act once before the other one.
3: <laughs> the man, the man is a ballet dancer that never got to dance. And now's your he chance. Is. Dance to more.
2: Dance. <laughs>
3: I'm going to Billy Elliot it out of here. Oh,
2: wait. No, one second. Actually, first you get to roll sanity.
3: (laughs) Oh, because the the giant hairy ant just tore off its skin.
2: Yeah. Mm. And uh, the rest of you as well, please, because you might have not seen it, but now you can see.
3: I have failed my sanity. You'll be pleased to hear.
2: 1d6, please.
3: Oh. All good. Six is bad, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: no.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> there
2: we go. Oh, yeah, what if we no. pass? Uh, zero.
0: I pass. Oh, Timor,
3: no. Oh, so, are you Timur. indefinite
2: or is it uh, about territory?
3: Uh, no, I'm nowhere near about territory. Timor had 50. You're definitely
2: so. about territory, but you're not near oh, indefinite yeah. T- territory. Yeah, no, not in, sorry, the that's true. Around. I'm nowhere
3: near indefinite territory. Okay, oh, yeah.
2: please roll intelligence.
3: Okay. I mean, luckily, that's lower, but it's still not that low. Uh, no, that's a 0-7. That's re- I really know what's going on here.
2: You, you're very certain of what's happening here. Please roll me a d10 for a general... Yeah.
3: Seven, again. I'm liking the sevens.
2: Perfect. Uh, seven is flee in panic.
3: You'd be cleaning out a
0: casino right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> roll me a d10, please.
3: How, how many rounds am I going to flee into the jungle for? Uh, four. That could be worse.
2: So, Timor, you turn and start running away from these terrifying fake monkeys. Uh, I'd like to share a picture of them for you.
3: Ooh. Can I chuck Shenchu under my arm like a football?
2: <laughs> uh, I'll say because you're not feeling very sane, no.
3: Holy cat! <laughs> that doesn't look anything like a monkey.
2: But look at the fursuit on the ground. Wow! It, it was working.
3: It's like it's like the world's most fucked up episode of Scooby Doo. That's really
1: no. Is that head a brain? That's unpleasant. I think it is.
2: As you're running off, they all collect around you. All of the dexterities are higher than everyone else. I think. Let me see. Hasina.
0: So just for the listeners. <laughs> We're looking at a kind of a, a brain with a million antenna poking out of it on the end of a long, noodly neck connected to a body that appears to be made of... I don't know, like a bunch of weird stalagmites or dead leaves, like dead-leaf-looking or leaves, uh, wings coming out the back, and just a whole lot of noodly legs. It's kind of like we're being attacked by the Flying Spaghetti Monster Nightmare Edition.
3: <laughs> There's something Dali-esque about it, isn't there?
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the sort of spines, like on the back of yes, a,
3: like that dorsal
1: of some kind of fish, sort of webbing between them. Yeah,
3: it does look a bit like that. I'm hearing through the uh, I'm hearing through the Ouija board from uh, from our dead compatriot that uh, it looks a bit like a Stegosaurus jellyfish.
2: <laughs>
3: That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, those jellyfish <laughs> legs.
2: <laughs> um,
3: like perfect. if Dali
0: drew a jellyfish. That's perfect
2: as you're running in your bout, Timor, you're uh-huh. no match for the three flying creatures that grab onto your backpack with the balls and start lifting you up. <laughs> you have two choices. I-, I-, I say because because you're in a fleeing mode, I'm going to assume that you try to get yourself out of the backpack and keep running. Right, you're not going to stay onto the backpack and and go up.
3: <laughs> I mean, if, if there's any way that I think I can keep a hold of it whilst theoretically running, like grabbing a tree branch or like flailing around to try and get them off me or anything like that, I'll do it. But if it's, if it's literally be carried up into the air by terrifying Stegosaurus jellyfish <laughs> or run away, I will run away.
2: Yeah, I think, unfortunately, the, because it's three against one, They grab the backpack, and they're off. Um, But you can see them in the distance, looking up into the sky.
0: Can we take a shot? (laughs) Pull, it's open season.
2: Yeah, it will require, because of distance and because of movement, a couple of penalty dice there.
0: Oh my god, really? I can't take a shot as they're flying after Timur?
2: After before they reach him.
0: Sure. I mean, we had our guns drawn as we were circling this weird light, so I'm guessing as soon as they launch themselves at him, it's going to be, you know...
2: Okay, you can use one panel today.
3: Okay, thank you. That's generosity. Take it, man. (laughs) Mm. Nope. That's a 74. Timur's still running.
2: Timur's still running. (laughs) Are you all
1: right, Timur? He
2: he does... Like, he is running in the same direction as them as well.
1: After them. (laughs) Him, them... Run
2: <laughs> Gentu, come on. Him, Yes. You find yourselves climbing up through dense patches of rhododendrons, along a barely discernible track to a set of offset stone pillars. After squeezing between these pillars, you emerge into a narrow passage that opens out into a small bowl-shaped valley. The valley has been subdivided into what appears to be fields each section carefully cordoned off from its neighbours with its coloured tags attached to the tapes. And you stop. And I'll say, this has been four rounds, so you can stop running, Timor.
3: I'll sort of stop and put my hands on my knees and just start sort of breathing heavily. Like, I've been literally running for my life.
1: <sighs> and finally, when we catch up with him. Timor, did they hurt you? Are you, are you all right?
3: No. Oh. They—they they have the balls. Those things—they have the balls.
1: What are they?
3: I do not know. They tried to to pick me up. I. There were no branches. I. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: We can get the balls back. You're more important.
3: Yes. Uh, you're no match for those things by yourself. Formidable
0: though you are, no doubt. But did you see where they went?
3: Uh, I. Uh, I. I wasn't. Uh, my, my. I. I wasn't thinking straight. My mind. Um. I'm sorry. No.
1: If they've taken the bowls, they they will want to use them somehow. That means that they're not going to destroy them. And then you look in the distance.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And slurping soup in the sky.
2: (laughs) If you're looking at the valley, uh, can I get a biology bot in your natural world, please?
3: Oh, man. None of these roles play to my skill set.
1: I've got... Nope. nope. No. No. no way, way, way
3: out. I mean, Shen was closer than me, but still not very close.
2: Timor says, These appear to be different plant species that they're growing here.
3: Are you playing
0: Timono? <laughs> what's so. Someone... Can I be Tenzin?
1: Tenzin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Dora. Tenzin, tell us what's up with this oh, my
0: thing. episode. <laughs>
2: <one ever> <laughs> Tenzin says, These appear to be different plant species. Someone is growing them here. And then, you also see two buildings of some sort on the opposite side of the valley. And then the creatures. They are there, milling around a strange contraption set up a little way from one of the buildings. But they appear to have shed their white ape skins completely. They now look like massive insects with human skin, their membranous wings seemingly impervious to the cold. Flap as they talk. Their multiple limbs and in pincers, besides two that they're using to walk. Anyone who hasn't rolled sanity already is a good time to. I believe maybe you went and skipped it.
3: Oh, she might have done, yeah. Uh, oh, I think she's fine though, that's an 11.
2: All right. The apparatus appears to consist of half a dozen warty doorknob-shaped lumps of metal mounted on poles and connected to each other by a halo of twisted wires. As you watch, they disconnect some of the wires to form an opening, and then carefully place the stolen bowls within the center of the ring. They pour something into the bowls, possibly water, but it's hard to tell from where you are, then add what appears to be plant material, selected from a number of different sections, to each bowl. They reattach the wires, while one of them proceeds to fiddle with one of the lumps of metal, before taking a step back, apparently to admire its handiwork. Then they all stand and watch as the lamp begins to spark, a reaction that soon spreads to all of the entangled objects. Arks of electricity surround the bowls, causing them to vibrate and produce the same sound you heard during the storm which has now passed. Apparently satisfied, they disappear into one of the buildings, leaving the apparatus sparkling away on its own.
1: Did they just invent some kind of Cthulhu Mythos microwave? This was all just so they could finally warm their soup up. <laughs> I
3: think it was. Yeah. Do we just wait here until there's a loud ping and then we can go and get the bowls back? Grabs <laughs> up.
2: Of course, uh, don't forget that, uh, Timo, you are temporarily insane, so can you roll me a d10 to figure out how many hours you're vulnerable for your oh, hallucinations good. and delusions?
3: Oh. Uh, four again
2: all right remember for the next four hours losing one sanity will get you into another bout and also you might be seeing things that aren't there and you can ask for a reality check which is a sanity roll. but if you fail then you get into another bout
3: lovely just to just to check will it is the general feeling that if i lose another sanity i'm going to start running like forrest gump again or will it depend on the situation
2: will depend on the situation (laughs)
3: Because it could get really tiresome if the Movement 8 6 old <laughs> Russia just keeps pegging it away.
0: As far as we're concerned, you actually haven't done anything silly. True. They don't
2: even know you want to.
0: You shrugged out of a backpack to avoid being lifted into the air and then sprinted after these things quicker than we could match. I mean, you did great. Yeah. No one knows. We're only disappointed you didn't shoot them out of the sky by yourself.
2: So what? what do you do?
0: Do we attempt to get
3: closer or...? We've got to get them back, don't we? It looks like they've lowered their guard. But how can we possibly outrun these things? They, they fly. Maybe we can seal them
0: inside the building. Or something. Um, <laughs> You know, latch the door behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Think how frustrated they'd be, banging against the glass. <laughs> Haha, we're taking your balls. Have you ever Jurassic cabbages. Park?
3: The velociraptors can open the doors now. <gasps> Clever girl. <laughs> um,
0: Well... Do you think we need a closer look? I don't know. What do you think, Hesina?
1: That does seem the most sensible option. Try and steal the bowls back.
0: Maybe we're best advised to lie low in these- is there any, like, good cover in these fields? Like, are we talking big, tall banana palms or, like, cabbages? you
2: covered now, but the valley is, like, literally fields where they're planting
1: small plants. And can we see any other signs of life anywhere? Like, is there anybody around that might see us do this?
2: I mean, Romeo's is spot hidden to do a check of the parameter, but right now you're hidden behind like brambles, so it's difficult to know if there's any like life around you in the bramble side. You can see that mm. in the valley, there's no movement.
3: Nope, I failed.
2: You don't see any movement.
3: The ape skins they shed.
2: Can we wear them? Yes. You can,
3: man. Really. <laughs> well, what I wanted to ask is: Are they li- have they literally like skinned an actual ape, or do these appear to be something they've fabricated themselves?
2: Uh you'd have to go close and check the fabrics. Mm.
3: There is one back where we were attacked.
1: It's probably not worth backtracking at this point.
3: Well, it's, it'll only take me four rounds to run back for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you won't be insane anymore.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you can just sprint continuously, right? No problems.
2: <laughs> yeah I think you get a you get an extra kind of boost when you're in a bout
0: yeah that's that fair. you
2: wouldn't get if you were calmly doing it
0: I'm starting to incline to the idea that we're going to have to create some kind of diversion to lure them away but I don't know what would um you know like just starting a fire or something they might just be like yeah oh, whatever somebody has started a fire like I don't know how to attract them or scare them
1: are there windows in the shack like if we were to sneak up to it are they likely to be able to see out, or is it more just like planks and a...
3: Did they even have eyes? <laughs>
1: Very good point. point. We, we don't know how they how they sense things. Well,
0: it sounds True. like it's across a big flat valley though, so like they could step out of that shack any second as we're uh, crawling mm. across it, right? Yeah,
2: I'll say no windows,
1: but they could step out.
0: So either we tunnel there, be a bit slow but reliable.
1: I don't know. And the machine thing is still sparking, isn't it, did you say? Yeah. Right. So we probably wouldn't want to even touch the balls if we did get up there.
0: Well, I'd just start hitting it with a stick, honestly. I don't care about breaking (laughs) the computer. (laughs) We just need the balls back.
1: I'm kind of more frightened of electrocuting ourselves.
3: (laughs) No, that's very fair. Eudora's just blasé about this sort of thing. Mm -mm. I think the simple fact is that uh, they've placed the balls in the open. They are not concerned about us taking it, which means that they know they can stop us, or that if we try yes. to take them, we will be hurt in some way. They did not even go that far. You're right. They're clearly intelligent to have built whatever that is. And
2: Were they were they talking to each other a moment ago? You couldn't... Be. You didn't, like, understand any, like, real words.
0: No, but they were, like...
2: the buzzing.
0: Okay, their like... heads bobbing together in conclave, yeah. like, communicating clearly. Okay, so they're... they're... They're sapient. They're... God, these things are terrifying. You're going to be sick.
1: And this is a farm. I mean, why are they growing these particular plants and putting them in the bowls?
3: It may just be my current state of mind, but should we attempt to talk to them?
1: I would be hesitant about that.
3: That is a.
0: That's a high-risk plan, if ever I heard one. Well, is it Although, then more
1: high
3: risk than walking across this open valley and trying to take balls from an, some sort of electric lump?
1: If they could be reasoned with, they would have spoken with us. But they didn't. They just took it.
0: It's worth pointing out they they didn't hurt
3: anybody, though. They could have done, presumably. This is true. Yes, I, I mean, they were strong enough to pick me up from the ground. They could have probably very easily flattened me or... Broken my arm. Maybe they don't even see us as a threat. Maybe we are just beneath their contempt.
2: It could be. You see, from the other side of the valley, you think you see a human appear and start heading towards the bulls.
0: I rub my eyes and look again. Is it really a person?
2: Uh it's quite a quite a short man with dark hair. He's facing away from you, heading towards the bowls and kind of doing it quite quite casually in a noisy, kind of not very stealthy kind of way.
3: How is he dressed? Is he dressed for the weather? Does he look like he might be wearing a human suit?
1: Does
2: he look like a farmer? He is dressed for the weather and he approaches and starts studying the bowls and the plants around them and from the other side you see one of the creatures start heading towards him while he's preoccupied looking at the bowls.
0: Do we warn him? I I think we watch. Maybe
1: he works
0: for them. Exactly. We need to know more.
2: So as you stare, you see the man try to hit the machine surrounding the bowls with the butt of his shotgun. That he is carrying.
0: Well, that's good info.
2: The machine doesn't turn off. But
0: <laughs> I told you it the
2: bonking work. <laughs> attracts the attention of one of the creatures, which starts buzzing towards him. As soon as he sees it, he turns around and starts taking steps backwards, pointing the shotgun at it. Oh, shoot. Oh.
0: Which I assume is what he's about to do. Well,
3: I say we help him this answers what we're doing. <laughs> yes <laughs> and I'll, I'll pull out the Lee Enfield and start striding across the uh, striding across the valley. Same rifles to shoulders yes. on guard
1: Absolutely.
2: The man takes a few steps backwards holding his shotgun and you see him in panic try to shoot at the flying creature but he misses shattering one of the balls into many pieces. What?
0: The bowls!
2: Bowls, the precious, precious bowls! Let's put you into dexterity order now as you enter the valley. Timo, what would you like to do?
3: I would like to peg it towards the, uh, towards the bowls and jellyfish fun uh, with the rifle uh, ready to fire. And if I can get within what I think is a reasonable range, because I'm not as good with this as I am with my um, pistol, I'm going to take a shot at one of the wobbly things.
2: Okay. I guess there's 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 only one and another two appeared, uh, are just appearing after having had the gunshot are disappearing from inside of all the buildings.
3: Okay. Well, the one that's closest to the random dude is the one that's getting a bullet, if I can manage it. Yeah. Okay, so my rifle. Oh, that's a one. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay, so that's full damage plus another roll. Oh, Christ. Roll.
0: Is this your second impale of the campaign? <laughs> I knot?
3: think it, is. it is. Hang on. So that's 2d6 plus 4. So that's 16. Uh, and then another 8 plus 4. So 28.
2: Okay, describe wow. how you completely <laughs> annihilate the, the buzz buzz.
3: Okay, so I, so I, <laughs> Timor sort of runs... And then, sort of, as soon as he thinks he's within range, he sort of drops to a knee, sort of soldier training style, takes a breath, lets the shot go. And I picture the bullet going right through the sort of weird brain lump on the end of the wobbly neck. It just sort of pops like a pimple, uh, and it sort of buzzes and flaps and drops to the ground.
2: And I'll say that mysterious green bluish goo flies all around it, uh, some of it landing on that on that other human that is nearby.
3: Well I hope it's not poisonous.
2: <laughs> the other two that were approaching, having seen that fly off into the distance, abandoning their base.
3: Good shot Timur!
2: Two more solving problems.
3: <laughs> with guns.
2: Can we take yeah. another shot <laughs> and then
3: try and fly away? Yeah,
2: um, with a penalty die there.
3: Okay, I'm going to take another shot at another one of them. Uh, with a the penalty die. That's a hit. Mm hmm. So that's a 15 and a 35, and I've got 56 in rifle. So it's just a standard hit.
2: Okay, go for it.
3: Uh, six was four, it's 10.
2: Uh, roll me a d6. Uh,
3: five.
2: Yeah, you you get another one as it's flying. It falls down from the sky, twitching, and then dying at the edge of the valley. The other one flies off.
3: Make me run away.
1: Madness agrees with you, Timur. Jolly, good show.
3: They may come back. We need to be prepared.
1: Let's get the remaining bowl and salvage whatever we can of the other one. And
2: Oh, there are, there are seven bowls, so now there are six. Seven? We had okay. a set of
3: seven? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, we had I two didn't realise we'd walked out of the museum by like, literally <laughs> clanking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Car- They're quite small. <laughs>
3: a bunch of fairly. waiters. Do they stack? (laughs) Is
0: it like a one inside the other Russian doll situation? They're not different sizes, but they stack like normal bowls. Okay, so it's a tall stack. Okay, Or
2: like a couple of different ones. Mm -hmm. I've got like a
1: whole Ikea display here. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: sorry, were those your friends? (laughs) She points (laughs) and makes like flappy (laughs) motions. Bzzz! (laughs) Um... <laughs> and then, like smile, like or mm, <laughs> like angry face, shakes <laughs> fists, oh, English woman
1: on here. shrug. <laughs> Which if you, is you go closer to
2: the man and you notice that he has bright green eyes and a well-trimmed mustache, as well as bushy eyebrows.
0: Really, it's it's a
2: good <laughs>
1: sign. It is fated. He must come with us.
2: Clearly, you
0: are. Remind me of a friend of mine. Um, what's your na- name? you ne- Eudora, and then she's going to poke him in the chest.
2: <laughs> Why wow, Eudora? Gently,
0: what's your name? Excuse me, I'd prefer if you didn't touch me. Oh God! He'll take out a handkerchief and begin wiping the goop from his head, and look off in the distance that they were flying, and say, "No, uh, no friend of mine." Uh, Frederick Kingsley Watt. And he'll hold out his hand to handshake. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love him already too much. He <laughs>
2: <can't>. must die. <laughs> He's too beautiful. Uh, and on that note, that's the end of today's episode. <laughs> no, i to talk no. to Frederick. <laughs>
0: oh, I oh, can't leave it there. Frederick Kingsley Watt. Oh.
2: Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash right where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult, elder, and avatar-tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, let's take a moment to read one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsaride.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Rubinsky said, Mythos, exactly. This is my first TTRPG podcast, so I don't have anything to compare it to. However, it's great fun, and that's good enough for me. Distinctive and resourceful characters firmly but fairly keepered through an exciting adventure, with a delightfully amusing dynamic among the players and with their keeper. Well done, everyone! Not forgetting kudos to the editor, the effects soundscape really puts it all together. Thank you, Robinski!